Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger, LCSW. It's Mordechai Weinberger, licensed clinical social worker, right here on jradio.com. We look forward to taking your questions and your comments. As usual, we've got three little requests. Request number one is that it should be family-appropriate, the questions or comments that you have, because we've got children above the age of eight listening to these questions. Number second request is that it's an awareness-based program. That means questions under the age of eight is very hard to answer because those are usually detailed questions as to how-to questions. And the third request that we've got is to please be aware that we look that this is this is a program that once you call in and you ask your question, the question won't be removed. So therefore, think before you ask the question, and we appreciate all the questions and all the comments. So thank you for everyone that has called in till now, for everyone that will call in. The number to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And this evening, Reb Nissen is Baruch Hashem at a Simcha, so he will not be able to co-host the program with us. However, we have our wonderful friend David taking care of the callers and everything coming in. So the number again to call and ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and we look forward to taking your questions. We are going to our first caller, Mrs. H. Mrs. H., you're on with Mordechai. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I have sure. so much to thank you about. I don't know where to start. But now talking about your book, um, do you hear me normally? Because I'm Amish, can't uh, hear, hear you. I hear loud and clear. Yes, you hear an echo. That's just the way it goes on okay. the process. But fine. Yeah. Now about your book, it's amazing. You know, the wind, I laughed throughout the whole thing when I read it. It's so funny because I see people, you know, in it while I read it. Yes. Each element is so interesting. I'm water as well, so many times when I talk about it, I myself in it. It's really amazing. I don't like to read and it's mamish pulling me. It's it's unbelievable. It's Thank so you. well it written and enjoyable, and fun. It's it's really amazing. Yes. There's definitely a large focus. In other words, the book is called Mastering Relationships. And in there, of course, we thank Rav Nissen. We mentioned the entire jridradio.com family that's over there that helped make the book happen. But definitely a large part of the focus is to make an enjoyable read fun. It's interesting just how the book travels, how it goes. Just um, probably recently, I got a message from my brother-in-law that he was on a plane, not him, a friend of his was on the plane, and there was a person reading my book. This was coming from Switzerland, I think, to Ertusrol. And someone took a picture, sent it to him, which he sent it to me, telling me that the book is viral, going from many different countries. So I found it very cute to see how it's going in different places. I, again, want to thank everyone that's reading it, and especially people that are passing it on, schools, rabbonim, parents, in-laws. It's just, Baruch Hashem, by word of mouth, it's spreading. And, again, it is done in a, in a enjoyable way, that you can see the personalities, you can relate to the different ages, and it's a lot of fun. That's a large goal and a large focus that we, that we have, you know, in doing this. Right, so I feel like it's a chiv to thank you. I almost feel like calling in every week. There's so much I can thank you about because I listen to you all week, literally. Wow, what a chus. That is a beautiful chus. Thank you. Thank you for this message. 
You're welcome. Great. And I quote you to so many people and make them listen to the line, buy the book, and it's mamish amazing, unbelievable. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. Do you also have a question that you'd like to share or ask? No, I don't have a question, but I also want to tell you for a long time already that I can learn so much from you as a person. You saw Oizgarbit. It's amazing. I'm really, I almost feel like that I have to call in to share it because I don't have text messages. So, I mean, my nasham is in my hand each time when I call. It's not getting any easier yet, hopefully one day. But I almost feel like I have to tell you, you're unbelievable. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's a schuss to hear that, and I appreciate that. And every day is work. Every day is a struggle. Every day has got its ups and its downs. So thank you for that. And I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you sort of being an ambassador, because people that listen are spreading it, are spreading the good word, spreading about healing yourself, spreading about growing, about continuously moving. And that's something that I try to focus on. Always I go to therapy every week. Learn the Svar of the Muslim Svarim, connect to Rabbanim, connect to Rabbanim Shalom, just trying to always grow. So I'm honored and thank you for that. Yes, Appreciate I can really see that, the, really the way you take me, And thank you for enjoying the book and for helping it and seeing it in people. It gives you a, an understanding and acceptance of yourself and acceptance of others and how we can grow. Right. So, to you, and much further success with everything you're doing. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Great. Thank you. And we are to Mr. R. Mr. R, you're on the air with Mordechai. Uh, Mordechai, I want to tell you how much I really love your program. It's Kavalovic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to encourage, um, I hear when I call. A lot of women are calling up, but I'd like to encourage some men to call up as well. You know, a lot of a lot of women are calling, but we need we need a man to call as well. Great. I appreciate that as well. I agree to have a little bit more balance. So now that you called and that you're encouraging other men to call up, what's your comment or question? Uh, so um, last week, somebody I think called from England, and she was um, mentioning that, like, the fact that there's a need to have more uh, after-school programs, in-school programs for kids, hands-on things. So I just wanted to mention that this is something that I really, really have a dream of building eventually, to have uh, woodworking, um, you know, uh, plumbing, all types of kids. The kids could come down to a center, a building, and, 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 and this is, could be a beautiful thing. Kids could come one day a week, and they could really just, you know, have something that they could connect to, you know, besides for the learning and everything that they're doing. Excellent. And as you heard it, there is a demand. There is a request. we just got to get it going. Someone has to start it. And yeah, I, I went around to a lot of them now I'm in town, and the, um, I've, I'm talking about here in Lakewood where I live, and a lot of them now when I spoke to them from the best yeshivas, they were all encouraging me to, to, to do this, and they were telling me that what, what the, what the, there's such an important need to have, um, you know, kids just come together and, 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 and do different projects, different things, not only in the learning. They said that there's a certain percentage of kids that Yataka, they could spend the whole time, you know, especially in the older grades, they could spend a lot of time learning. But the younger grades, um, but, but, but there's a certain percentage, uh, the large percentage that need, that need this. Yeah. 
Yes, I would. Uh, yeah, so, so actually, currently, currently, I'm actually, you know, starting a woodworking program, but, you know, basically, there's, um, there's, a, there's a big need for this, for this, for this type of thing, and, and I'm not the only one that's considering this. I've seen many ads in the different, uh, at least three different ads in the local papers of people who are thinking about this. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you very much. I, I didn't see your book. I just wanted to mention that I've been listening a lot lately, and I am. Whoops. We seem to have gotten disconnected. Hello? Yeah, I guess, I guess we'll move on to the next one. Yeah, we'll move on. So, yep, thank you, Mr. R., and appreciate Hashem should give you lots of koyach and hatzlach and siyata deshmaya for you to get the programs of woodworking going and other tasks like that. It's very important. Children, especially the boys also, where they would like to develop their creativity, and it could actually help the learning, giving the kids the touch, the feel of working with their hands. It can go a long way and help the brain develop the way it can help the person. We've gotten several text messages. We first, as we say, always like to go number one to to the callers. So for those that would like to call and ask your question, the number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And as Mr. R said, we also encourage the men to call. Baruch Hashem, we would like everyone calling. So we are going to our next caller, Mrs. Z. Hi, you're on with Mordechai on jaredradio.com. Yeah, hello. Just want to yeah, tell you thank hello. you so much for everything. I enjoy your line. I enjoy the book also. And my question is like this. Um, how, I have an issue. Now, I don't have an issue. But I get very upset when the school, school has something like it's called protectia. How should I go about it? Like, I don't want to be angry about it. I, that's myself. How should I deal with it? Go ahead. Explain to me the question. If I could have a little bit more when you say there's a school protects you. Like, what does that mean? Doesn't mean you're trying to get your kid into a school and you can't. What does that mean? I can't hear you. I can't. I'm not sure what you mean when you say that there's an issue with the school protects you. Um, just, I, no, not, I have no problem getting into my kids into school. I have no problem. Just, like, rules. Um, the school has some rules, and I know other kids are allowed to go like this because they, maybe they, whatever, they are more different. I don't know exactly why. And my kids, when they do go exactly the same, they get phone, I get phone calls from the school why they go like this. Okay. That is, let, let's deal with it on a different level. So let's first start that you're right. Okay? Let's start that you are right that in every situation, I was just talking to a friend of mine that graduated law school, and he told me this an interesting quote. It's not how well you, the, you know the law, it's how well you know the judge. So this is the same point that you're mentioning, you have that. And I see the same thing in almost every field out there, that when you have connections, connections opens the doors. Right? I can't so hear what you. you're I can't saying hear you. is, what happens if someone doesn't have connections in a certain area? And I deal with this sometimes when I speak to Gedalim, and I speak to them, and they go, in this one area, I don't have any contacts, and it's, and it's very difficult, and I'm stuck. So let's recognize that you're right. In a world where everything is balanced and everything is fear, protectio should not be happening. 
It shouldn't. However, in this world, there's a give and take. There's balance. I mean, some people are born to families where they might have more connections. But don't worry. Hashem balances it that they will need help in different areas. And life is about that give and take the balance, which means, yes, in the school, your kid might have gotten a comment, the other kids won't. But in other areas, you will have experience, and they won't have in other places. So I'll share with you, for example, a com- uh, 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 let's say in my field. There was a while, for about two years, or maybe even more, three years, that I was getting, I would call it free therapy. It means I had a colleague, a friend of mine, that I would give him a session one week give me a session one week, but we would do more advanced. Like we would spend almost three hours on me, three hours on him, and this year. So I was thinking about this. Look at this. Look how much money it saved me that I can have almost free therapy. It's like I worked on him. He worked on me. It was a colleague. It wasn't real deep therapy. It was on a colleague level. However, when it came in a different area that I had no pull, in that area, I had to pay a lot of money for what I needed, but yet I had a client that was in that same field, and because that was his field, let's say it was a legal question that I had, so I had to pay for that, but I had a colleague that's a lawyer that he was able to call up one of his friends that's a lawyer and was able to guide him because they help each other in different fields of law. And this is the concept that I'd like you to realize. Yes, there are times that you can realize that you're not, that you, let's say, it's not fair. What I'd like you to start focusing on, where you have benefits, where you have contacts, where you might have family connections. It could be happiness. It could be to family, suitors together. It can be to, in so many different areas. So now, this is an important lesson that we want to be able to teach our children and our teenagers, those that are listening. So many of them are focused on why it's not fair, and because they get it from us, the parents. This isn't fair, and that's not fair. And we need to recognize that... Hashem has us all born with certain strengths and certain weaknesses. That balance between the strength and that balance between the strength that we have and the area that we're weak and we need to develop, we want to look at the whole picture. So if you can take your kid, teach your kid, yes, in school we might get for whatever reasons. But look at the other places where we have strengths and that we could have. That's an important balance to teach our children. That's something I try to work around with a lot in life, especially when I'm stuck or getting certain limitations. And it's just this is the process. Here is where I have knowledge, experience, and I have pull. This area I don't, and I will do it just like everyone else. Does that make sense? Um, Mrs. Z? Okay. We seem to have just lost her. So what we're going to do is we are going to go to Mrs. W. Mrs. W, you're on with Mordechai. So I would first like to thank you for your radio program. It's very informative and it's a lot of awareness. Thank you. Hello. Yes, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I can hear you, Prophet. It's very low. Yes, it comes out low. I apologize for that. Okay. So I know you like us to start with the questions. Yes, and my thank question you. to you will be, um how 
I okay. Let me just. I wanna discuss something with my boss, and my question is, how would be the most health, healthy way? Could you repeat the question again? What is your question? Okay, so I would like to discuss something with my boss, yeah. and I would Could like to know what the most healthy way to would more. be. It's like, do you want to discuss quitting? Do you want to discuss a raise? Do you want it's to very, it's very hard to hear you. Hello. Yes. Okay. I guess is it gonna stay this way? Yes. Mhm. So okay. So here's a little background to my question. Basically, Wait, I started working. What do you want to discuss with your boss? Uh, so I'm going to tell you now. Okay. Okay. So I started working at this new place, an insurance firm, um, a little more than two months ago. And okay. it's very challenging um, training. Like it's, it takes a while. It takes like six months. And when I went for my interview, obviously it's a full-time job from nine to five. Yes. And it's been a while. It's been more than two months. It's like two and a half months. And he keeps on telling me every week. He gives me a new schedule. Like, okay, this week you'll come in from eleven. This week you'll come in from twelve. Tomorrow you can come in from ten. I don't yet have a proper uh I I like to have my routine. I don't yet have like a schedule for every day. It's as it comes, he decides when I should come in. And yes. it's very frustrating for me. Yes. And I want to discuss it with him and I'm very nervous the past few days. I'm thinking how to phrase it and what to say and what not to say. It's very very normal. So let's go ahead and take and understand your question. You want to discuss with your boss of the importance of having a schedule because that's how you work. So you don't want him to tell you today you'll do this, tomorrow you'll, today will be these hours, tomorrow will be those hours. You want to know exactly what's happening. Right. Correct? Now, yeah. the reason why it's scary is because the – You want me to fill in the blanks? Yeah, you're a new, you're a new employee. Who tells a boss that – who tells the boss, this is the limits that I want? Right. Not only that, his personality is very like, I'm the boss, and I'm scared to bring this up. He's not always open to suggestions. That's right. Exactly. And this is the next step, that even if he would be open, and you would be brave, but sometimes we have bosses with a very difficult personality, or leadership, a boss personality. Now, now that we got the fears understood, I wonder if we can figure out a way, all right? I wonder if there's a way that we can figure out a way that you can be assertive, but not do it in a way that's like either tell me in advance or I quit, or you're a bad boss. Right. So I wonder if you would have a conversation with this person and sort of tell them, which the general is when you want to make a request, you first ask for a time where you could speak to him. You also clarify, you tell him what you want to speak to him about. It's important. I just want to discuss my hours for tomorrow or for the next week or for the next three, four months. And when you, when you have the time to speak to him, you actually now set up. You set up with a positive. You start, you set up the conversation. You prepare yourself ahead of time. Number one, what are the positives? So as you know, it's a, it's a lot of work that I put in, but I'm enjoying the work. I enjoy the environment. I feel there's room for me to grow. I appreciate the staff here. 
I hear it's a great place. You can list four or five steps. I'm here for two months. I feel I'm respected. Very nice. Now let's go to my request. And the request is as follows. And instead of saying any normal person or any company or any normal boss would give set amounts of hours, you state it in an I term. I am a person that needs structure. I need to know my times tomorrow. I need to know my times for the next week. I need to set up my time so I could make plans at another time. I also need a minimum of, let's say, 20 hours a week. So my request to you is, that since I'm here, if I can do every day from 10 or from 9 or from 11, whatever time you want, to let's say 3 or 4. And if you want it to be flexible, I can come maybe an hour earlier, stay once an hour longer, but anything more than that is a little too much or too little, however you'll state that. Do you understand, and you finish with the question, do you understand the importance of, for to me, why I need a set schedule? So you're asking him if he understands it, which generally, if you put the normal request, a nice request, you're probably going to be getting sure. Mm-hmm. Right here. Okay. What do you hear from that? <laughs> I heard half of your answer. I was kicked off for a while. They just put me back on. Oh, I'm so sorry. All right, so I'll just repeat in the short version. So the short version is as follows, that basically when you speak to your boss, you okay. explain to him the positives of working there, all the positives that you like, and then you make a request that I enjoy working here. However, what I need is also for my nature. It's an I term, not that you're bad, not that how could you do this to a person, not give them weekly or daily hours that they know what the week is. It's sort of, I need to structure. I might need to do things later. I have a certain plan. I need to know that every day I wake up at a certain day, at a certain time. Maybe we'll do Monday this, these hours, Tuesday another hour, if that's what you'd like. But I need to have it structured. And then you finish off saying, do you understand my need for being structured? Chances are he will say yes. He might still say no, I disagree, or something along those lines. But you've already got him in understanding your side. Mhm. 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 I see. Okay. Sounds like a plan. What are you hearing? What What does that make sense to you? It makes what you, sense. What are you getting? Mhm. I'm going to have a conversation with him tomorrow. I'll start with the positives, and then I'll explain that I really need and structure my day. And if you can have several positives also, mm-hmm. like prepare four positives of what you like there. I like the environment. I appreciate. Um, that there's a good training. I appreciate this potential to grow in the future. Mm -hmm. There can be several positives there. I appreciate that you pay on time, or I appreciate that you're very clear. When you say something, you know what you're saying. He might be hard, but he's still a clear boss. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Yeah. All right, and for those that would like to call, the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and we would like to get some more callers, so feel feel free to call. We're looking for those callers, 718-683-5858. We've got a couple of... We've got a couple of messages, texts that came in. We also know that a couple of people called, and we lost you guys. So just call back, 718-683-5858. 
So till the couple of messages come in, we are going to try this. Take a text as follows. Can the book of Mastering Relationships be used by a sixth grade Rebbe for his students? And the answer is absolutely. We have a school, the one school that has ordered over 100 books. It's a very large school for their teachers because they felt that understanding the book and when you order in those large bulks, they get it almost practically for cost price. There was a huge change and a huge shift where the teachers were able to get, see the big differences, see the big changes, look at the children, and that's extremely important. So yes, a Rebbe of sixth grade will definitely be able to utilize it first for themselves, as well as sixth graders when you're already dealing with about nine, ten-year-old kids about. It's great to start teaching kids about different natures, about understanding different people. And that is the main focus that is the goal of this book, to understand our different natures. We have all the natures within us, and people work from a different position. So again, I appreciate that school. I appreciate the different organizations that contacted me, and I helped them go through Art Scroll to get the best price, the most effective price. And that's our goal. So definitely for that line. Let's go ahead and, again, share the number, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we can go ahead and take your questions or your comments. Here's going to be a little bit of a harder question. What is DPD, which stands for Dependent Personality Disorder? A professional once mentioned it as a diagnosis of a family member, but didn't get to discussing it. It's a re is it a real diagnosis? How is it different than BPD, Borderline Personality Disorder? Can it affect children when a parent has it in the same way that Borderline Personality Disorder or any other personality disorder has? And the answer is that they are extremely different. So here is the bit of a difficulty of when people hear words and they don't really know the diagnosis that I'd like to share with everyone. In the diagnosis of personality disorders, there are three clusters, it's called, three different mesechtas. So it's almost about saying, is there, is, since everything is Yiddishkeit, would you say Tznias, Hilcha Shabbos, and would you then, let's say, say the Berchus HaChama? So I was just thinking about the, let's go to Berchus Hama. Those three are all part of Yiddishkeit. Would you say they're all the same halachas, they're the same concepts, but they're mitzvahs? So the same is with, just because something finishes with personality disorder doesn't make it the same level. So there's the first cluster, which is cluster A, that has paranoid personality disorder, schizoid personality disorder, schizotypical personality disorder. We're not going into the details, but those are called more in the subject or the area called odd and bizarre eccentric behaviors. Then you've got cluster B, which is the ones that you're talking about, the borderline personality disorder, narcissist personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, that's cluster B. And their concept is there's a lot of drama around them. There's an erratic means not balanced relationships and interactions. Then you've got the third cluster, C, which is what you've mentioned, which would be dependent personality disorder, let's say would be along, would be along those, those, those topics. And what we want to recognize is that they are very, very different each of those, each of those 
levels. So for an example, some more in this in is avoidant. There's dependent personality disorder. There's avoidant personality disorder. So what, let's discuss a little what dependent personality disorder is. Dependent personality disorder is someone that is very, very dependent on others, means they won't make decisions. They will not even want to, let's say, they won't want to come up with their own ideas, and they're always going to give in to other people. So they lack confidence. But the issue is that they can't take steps without someone there. I once had someone tell me, a client saying, my father is very, very wealthy because he's only done deals with, with partners, but the minute his two partners, for whatever reason, left the field, he's never done another field, another deal. And let's say this person's in his 40s, has never done another deal since he was 40, even if he knew that he will be successful or he knew what he should do. He is just completely afraid to do it alone. Let's understand this concept. So dependent personality disorder is very different than borderline, which is in cluster B, that emotions or relationships are ups and downs. Emotions are ups and downs. There's a lot of hysteria, not around dependent personality disorder. Dependent personality disorder won't make decisions. We'll say whatever you want is good. Many times they will allow themselves to be abused because they have someone making their decisions. And again, the number, we're getting a lot of texts. What we are looking for is calls, calls. Go ahead and call up. The number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And looking forward again to taking your questions and your comments. So now, if someone is a dependent personality disorder, will it affect their children? Of course. A large part of child growth has to do with modeling with the behavior, learning from their parents how to grow, how to do things. And if they have a parent that's not able to guide them, they, don't have, they have a parent that's not able to encourage them to do things on their own. They have a parent that's not, that's not able to teach them to defend themselves against when someone is hurting them. This can and this will affect these children. It's nothing compared to the personality disorder, if it's a borderline, if it's a narcissist, or if it's a histrionic person, but there'll definitely be a lot of, they will still be affected. And again, for all of you, those of you listening now, about a month after Sukkot, we're going to share the information right after Sukkot, but there's a special workshop training that we're going to be doing for the family members of a personality disorder, most importantly for children of personality disorders, not for the personality disorder. They might benefit to hear some of the information about themselves or about how others are affected around them or how someone develops that. But the actual levels in therapy that's needed, they will need more one-on-one. But this is more for family members. And in there, I, the first day is where I discuss the three clusters, and I go into detail a little what each of these personality disorders look like. We don't focus on it. Where the main focus is going to be borderline and narcissism, as well as some about histrionic. We are not discussing the other levels, but we will understand it. Again, the number to call up is 718-683-5858. We are looking forward to take your questions and comments, 718-683-5858. And we are going to Mrs. K. Hi, you're on the air with Mordechai on jratradio.com. And thank you, Eva, Mrs. S. We will be going to you next. Mrs. K, you're on yes, with Mordechai. Yes, um, I wanted to know, um, what would you say about a person that doesn't feel like um, 
no emotions, like doing things as a robot? Well, we could use some information. There are some diagnoses that I could hear. They can also be... I'm sorry, be I can't hear areas. you. So when you ask me a general question like that, there's no way of knowing. Hello? We lost them. All right. So let us go ahead to Mrs. S. Uh, I, th Mrs. I think she, sh she should be back on. Let's go oh, back to Mrs. K. Mrs. K. I'm sorry, Mrs. I can't K. hear you. Sure. So when you ask me okay. a general question like that, go there's on. no way of knowing. Well... Hello? We lost them. All right. So uh, Mrs. K, can you turn off your uh, listening uh, device? Yeah, she she should be back on. Let's go back to Mrs. K. I'm sorry, I can't K. hear you. Yeah, can sure. you please close okay. your program in the background? Can we, can we drop Mrs. K? Thank you. Yes, hold on. All right, let's go to Mrs. S. Thank you for taking okay. my call. Yes, sure. Hi, Mrs. S. Okay, so talking about personality disorders, this is a question I wanted to ask for a long time, and I did hear before the summer that you mentioned about your um, workshop, and now I hear it again. Um, I would like to know, um, I have a few family members that are older siblings that live with a personality disorder parent, and it does sound a little bit like the DPD or the BPD. I can't diagnose. I can't really diagnose, but I definitely... So for for siblings that are living in their parents' house and me as an adult going, you know, leaving the house already, sorry, um, my question is like this: um, Is there like different halachas that they that they um, are supposed to listen or not listen to personality disorder parents? Of course, and that you need to contact the rav. Of course, there are major halachas different. They don't have the regular halachas of mitzvahs. It's just like anyone else that has an illness. Mm -hmm. And if they contact the Ruff, a Ruff would be able to guide them? Only a competent Ruff in that. Just like imagine, Hasashalm, someone now has to go deal with certain life and death um, medical decisions. You need special Rabbanim that understand it. I, I, I'm going to say this, and please, those Rabbanim that are here, please don't take it, and I don't want people to take my words out of context. But the Ruff that has... I'll share with you a very sad story. There was a person that came to me for their teenage son. The son had a severe, severe diagnosis that I was so concerned about, almost for the person's life, that I said they need to go to a special hospitalization where they're able to deal with it. And the problem is where they deal with it is, it's not only is it not Jewish, they even serve tray food. It's that serious and that worried. And I told the mother, it's so serious, please only speak to the G'daylim. And I mentioned two of the G'daylim that Kapaskin, these life and death Shilas. And the mother didn't come back. Six months later, I heard that that child is really, really doing terrible. And they went to that hospital, and that hospital even said, at this point, we can't help them. And the mother tells me, yeah, I went to my Rav at hmm. that we dove into Friday night in a shul, which has just about 20 people in that minion, and we said to the therapist, we didn't share the whole story, and I, of course I didn't tell them everything, but the, the, I told them this in the Rav, how could you send to such a place? And the answer is, I asked you, I gave you, it happens to be I gave the name to, to, to Rev David Feinstein. 
in the Litvish world from the Gedalim. But instead of going to someone that can paskin a, a life and death Shiloh, because that's what it is, and that has knowledge, they went and they didn't share the entire level of Nebuch. I don't know what happened after that with that person. But let's mm-hmm. understand, these are halachas and mitzvahs, kibbut of aim, that there is a mental disorder, borderline personality disorder. There are different levels in it. Right. But when it's a severe level, it can be very severe. Oh, yeah. And you need right. a rub that understands it. So you need to go to a rub where you'll sit down, not a high over the phone, hi, my parent has a personality disorder, can I do it? You need to make No, it but easy. it's very hard because it's very hard that we don't really have, you know, our Moira Deruchim. There's not really much of that. And I choose to disagree. Let me teach you or educate you and everyone listening. Very simple. In every Kehillah, unfortunately, if there's a life and death Shiloh, you have who to call. Right. Every Kehillah, the Rav will tell you, listen, this is out of my league, but this and this Rav is who everyone speaks to. You can mm-hmm. ask the Rav, who is the mental health professional in Piske Halachas, and the Rav will tell you who they speak to. In every mm-hmm. Kehillah, it always goes down. In Kaisal, it always boils down to the same five to ten Rabbanim across the board. Right. You just need to reach out to the Rav, maybe have a personal meeting, which is a bit uncomfortable, saying, look, this and this is what's happening. Who is the Rav that you ask the Shilohs when it's severe Shilohs, especially things like this? And they will tell you there's a chain of command by the Rav on them. There really is. Mm-hmm. So and I have another question. Will this um, so workshop listening. help? And those of you that feel, who do I go to? You start with your Rav. That's how everyone starts. Now, if someone's got a medical, you first go to your local doctor. The doctor says, oh, now you need to go to specialist. Who's a specialist? Now we right. start. The doctor makes a recommendation. You start finding who knows other people in the field. You start calling up, let's say, the different referral organizations. Who's a Rav that knows? Right. You start your research. First get a name. You first go to your Rav. And then you ask, who's a person that can deal with severe emotional disorder, psychalachas? Okay, great. This is for you and for everyone listening. Now, what's your next question? My next question is, will, such, will the workshop help teenagers that are home with a personality disorder parent? No. Uh-huh. No. This is only for what? It's clearly going to be the waiver before we do that. This workshop is not at all how to deal with a personality disorder at all. Zero. What this workshop is about is the children of personality disorders, the family members of personality disorders, not while you're still home. And there, I do have in there for the husbands or the wives of a personality disorder where I go how, t- how they got to get strong and they got to change the programs. What's the point of the workshop is to teach you that if you're, if you're a child of a personality disorder, I am opening up your eyes how you are damaged, how you, right. have, you need, you're missing some information, how, and why you're afraid to ask, why you're afraid afraid to do simple stuff that other people can do. Their spouses, the husbands, the wives of children of personality disorders, of brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws and brothers and sisters after you're married. How and why your husband or your wife is afraid to do certain steps. You need to understand the psychology behind it. If you're a child of personality disorder and you're having difficulties, putting your kids to sleep, asking, saying thank you. You can help others, but you can't get help back. You're not mm-hmm. realizing all of a sudden why you're feeling disconnected. It's creating an awareness of what's going on in your mind, and you will learn the main techniques of schema therapy and DBT. You will hear that therapy. You will learn the main 
therapy modalities, but if you're a personality disorder, if you're living there, you can't use it. So let me give you the example. Imagine there's someone, and that's the main goal of this workshop. Imagine someone has a low-level virus, and they're barely aware that they have it, and they're focusing on someone else, but they're not aware of themselves. This program is meant to help them understand themselves and to help them grow. That is the goal of this. This is teaching them their methods of therapy. This is teaching the husbands and the wives. And the reason why I am mentioning it for everyone listening is because children of personality disorders, I'm going to say it, and please forgive me because you don't want to hear this, is you are infected. You're maybe a billion times healthier than your spouse, than your parent, than your brother or sister, but you're affected. And I go into about 12 different roles, how children or family members of personality disorders, you can be the codependent one in understanding how you develop. And for that spouse to understand, just because your husband or your wife is so nice giving in, stop it because it's on your chesh, and you only realize too late. When sometimes you get, you've given away 25 years, and then everyone blames you, and then you realize, wow, my, some of my kids are even married, and I didn't give them the time that I wanted because I was so trapped by that. This is for them to learn. Sometimes you have that spouse where they're a child or a brother or sister, and they're the ones that fought that personality disorder. Sometimes you can have a brother or sister, that's what's a narcissist or borderline, and one sibling's always fighting for their rights and fighting for the whole family, saying, stop giving in. That child or that sibling is now in a tough path, and they use that program, unfortunately, at home. We need to understand why they're affected that way. Their spouses need to understand. Once you heal yourself, then you will start seeing a major difference and a major shift in your interactions with the personality disorder. It's not meant as an active method of therapy for someone that is in the house by their parents. It will make matters much worse. We're going to be teaching them how the personality disorder manipulates. There's over 35 rules that personality disorders have that if you're raised in that environment, or even if it's a parent, a grandparent, or a brother or a sister, that your rights were nullified. It means you don't have rights. 35 ways how they remove your rights. And once you identify, understand what they do, it doesn't work on you anymore. And then you're going to learn we have about 25 rights that you're allowed to defend yourself. When they say, oh, you did the same thing, you will defend yourself. I explain each of those. Now imagine you're a child in that house and they hear my program and you know this. What do you think is going to happen when, they, when a parent that's not well starts telling them something? They go, no, I have this right. Mordecai Weinberger said this. They're going to be fighting more than ever. One of the rules are going to be, when you're signing up this workshop, you may not currently live in the house of a personality disorder. Because I don't want to make the matters worse. I'm not here to, to ruin a situation. I'm not here to take a delicate situation and tip it to make it so much worse. My goal is for those married children, for the married brothers and sisters, sometimes for the grandchildren of personality disorders, that those personality disorders are still running their lives. We want to create a stop. We want to create an awareness that the abuse stops. Does that make sense? Okay, I guess we just lost um, Mrs. S. All right, we're going to go to Mr. M. Yes, hello. Uh, I would like to ask you, um, as a follow-up, you mentioned on one of the previous programs, that um, people who are more wind or water nature um, have 
certain discussions that you won't have with an earth nature. Yeah. Or you would minimize it. Yeah. So I'm I'm in a relationship with an earth nature, not a spouse and not a child, but somebody that's important that I connect with. Sure. And I'm more of a water nature. And that yeah. person is a very much an earth nature. Yeah. And we have a very difficult time connecting. Yes. And I wanted to know what is some of the what are some of the um the points that we could connect. Well, first of all, rule number one, or I should say idea number one on the laughing level is buy the book. I make about a dollar off a book, so just be aware that I'm not saying it's for me to make the money. It's uh, The main goal is I've got many different examples. I take you through the guided, guided levels and steps what you can do. But the short version that I can help you out with is Use, listen to, since you're more water, you can pay attention and notice what conversations does Earth like to talk about. So if they like three topics, they like politics, they like cars, they like baking, they like trips, they like different countries. So what you do is you prepare yourself and you, let's say, will do research about Belgium, new research about the country, research about England. Research about the United States. They like vacations. They like cars. Start doing your research about cars, even though it doesn't interest you that much. Connecting to people where they like is one of the first and most important steps of connecting. I'm assuming what you just mentioned, that uh, even though that I'm not interested in it, I guess it's my, my, own, my own judgment, my own assumption that because I'm not interested, the other person is also not interested. And that's usually how the conversation ends quickly. That's right. So now what would uh, change? So you're saying that stick it in, that person likes it. I would do more than that. It's about when you connect to them, they would love it, and they're going to feel proud to talk to you. And if you, that's where you need to learn a little, not need, it's a strong word, that's where the benefit of when you read the book, you see the earth energy is. The earth is, if I like talking about this, this is what we're going to talk about. And what's interesting is everyone does talk around about that. Mm -hmm. So I guess, that's I guess part of the book. Practice. The book is... Great, 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 great. So let, let me then finish that. The point of the book is to realize we have all four elements within us. Eish, Maim, Ruach, and Offer is within us. If you're afraid the other person doesn't like it that much, that is making sense like water and like wind. Because fire knows if I talk about it, everyone's going to be inspired. And earth doesn't even care if you're interested or not. They talk about what they're interested in. Automatically people are interested and people listen. So what I would say what you can work on is developing more earth energy or more fire energy within yourself. But the concept is, if I like it, everyone likes it. So I, I guess it does take practice to focus on it and find. Because with this person, for example, let's say the person was on a vacation. I would ask that person, how was the vacation? The answer would be fine. And that's it. That's right. More now, that's, that's right. Now, watching the conversation with Earth, the question would go, the conversation with Earth would go as follows. I went to, I went on a hike, and do you know what I saw? I saw this, this amazing types 
rock or we're climbing and you're talking about the trip that you did, then they will be sharing with you about the trip that they did if you know that's a topic that interests them. Mm-hmm. If it's a topic that interests you but Earth isn't interested in it, it's not going to work. That's where the research comes in. But to them, isn't, isn't the Earth person like, what's the point in talking what happened yesterday? It's over. Next. I, I feel that more that this is your issue other than Earth, because Earth enjoys talking about their topics. Mm-hmm. I feel you might be dealing with someone that's not Earth. Someone might have some other issues, or they might not be interested in you. But Earth has their topics they love talking about. Earth likes talking about clothing. Anything about clothing they like to talk about. They like talking about trips. They love talking about trips. Yesterday's trips, tomorrow's trips, Earth likes trips. So I think your question might be more relationship about the person, and we're trying to look say that they're Earth, but there might be more to their issue. Because Earth likes talking about their topics. So I guess step one would be to find some topics and see if that topic, if those topics work. And if that doesn't work, then it's a different issue than the nature issue. That's right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Excellent. We'll give it a shot. Thank you so Mer- much. Hashem. Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's interesting, I'm getting on my private messages some, so many people about the DBT that I just said about the workshop. So let me clarify, because someone is never diagnosed with, with BPD and telling me they're feeling they're being attacked. No, that's not the goal. The goal is not to attack you. The goal is that there are people that have the diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. They are not willing to go for therapy. They are still being damaging others, and the family members need to start taking responsibility, need to start breaking the cycle. When the child or sibling of a personality disorder stops the cycle, then, and they don't do it out of hate or out of anger, they're doing it out of love, and they, know, they learn the healthy boundaries, how to set that up. The personality disorder will get upset, but that's the beginning for help. That's the beginning that they will start getting help. But again, you need to know the tools. You need to get stronger in that tool. Now, someone else said, and I'm going to read now another message, uh, just to understand what's going on. So here's my question, what you said about the DBT workshop. What's an option for someone living with a personality disorder? Therapy could work? Of course. That is the only thing that you need to do, Lefidar Chateva. Baruch Hashem, there is therapy for the personality disorders and a therapy for the ones living with them in their house. But please don't give a little workshop. You don't do a first aid kit when someone's in a severe car accident. There are people that personality disorders, if it's left for many, many years with a lot of pressure, many people with a personality disorder are very, are very dysregulated. And if a kid's in the house, it's not healthy to start telling, okay, we're going to go ahead and take a car accident. No, we're not calling up solo. We're not calling 911. We're not going to go to a hospital. I have a Band-Aid. Let's go ahead and take out a Band-Aid. That's going to help you. That's what I want to make sure it's not happening. Oh, we have those little, you know, those six-inch splint. I'm going to do that when someone has a car accident. So what I want to create the awareness is that my goal of my awareness, the reason why I'm not doing it for personality disorders and for those specifically married to personality disorders, because you need therapy. And you need guidance, weekly guidance. And for the personality disorder, you need to be in DBT. And you also need to get the groups. 
Those two are mandatory. That's the refuah that there is today to help you get better. You're married to personality disorder. You need to be in therapy weekly. You need to learn the DBT skills. You need to go and find many of the weaknesses and the doubts that you feel. And then, Merit Hashem, your spouse can get better. But you need to be weekly in therapy. This is meant for those that are children or family members of personalities that aren't living under their roof, but they interact with them. And you're not aware of how you're affected. You're not aware of how much of your life gets taken over. You're not aware of certain times, which is a shock to people, but especially children of personality disorders, how many times you disassociate, how many times you don't feel things. Also, you don't feel in your body, you're just doing things. And you didn't even realize there's a reason for that, and there's a way to help. You're not even aware of how many times you're afraid to ask for something. How many times you ask for something, you're sure the person will say no. You're not even aware of how many times with your spouse or with your children you're faking and you're thinking, what a faker. I really don't want to do this, but I don't want to be like my parent or I don't want to be like my brother or my sister, so I'm doing this. And you're walking around feeling on the inside empty. And you're feeling that you're the only one going through this. And Baruch Hashem, in our office in the center, we deal with tons of this. And we see this all the time. And I've seen that there are literally hundreds, I would say thousands of people walking around, that I feel that I'm creating a workshop that will create an understanding of the method of therapy. Two full evenings are the main techniques of DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. Their main skills that they use, their main ones, is what I'm teaching most of them. So you'll understand if you're going through the therapy process or not how to do it. If you're married to one, you will at least understand the method of therapy, but it's going to help you. It will give you a lot of information. It will empower you to go for therapy. You'll be a very educated consumer. For those nine days, the price of all those nine days will probably be the price of one session in DBT or two sessions max, and you're going to get information that will help you like the values if you've had 40 sessions. But it's not therapy. It's meant to create the awareness, and that is the goal. If a person with personality disorder is going to listen to the workshop, that's also okay. They would get educated. But if someone is living in the house when there's a delicate balance, they're single, they're 16, 17, 18, this, rec this workshop is not recommended for them. It's not. It's recommended for someone when they can be on their own and balance and deal with the information that they got. So I hope this has created an awareness and a little bit more clarification. Chas Shalom, we are not attacking. But it's extremely important that for the BPD to get the therapy that they need and for the, and for the spouses to understand what's going on, to understand how sometimes they respond from pain and from anger and to teach them how to remain grounded, to teach them just because the personality disorder said something, you don't have to react that way, to understand they're reacting from pain. And the personality disorder will tell you, just because I yell doesn't mean you have to respond. I'm yelling from pain. But you need to get your own therapy not to reply. You need to get your own therapy to learn how to read between their words. You need to get your own therapy out to tell them, I do not know what you are saying now, even though you're said it 17 times. You're saying it away. There's skills and techniques for you to learn. And you need to be weekly in therapy. These are my opinions, by the way. Everything over here was my opinion, so feel free to agree and to disagree. We are now going to Mrs. R. Uh, Ms. R, thank you for holding this long. We've got Mrs. G and Mrs. Y, so please hold on. We'd like to take 
as much as we can do for the next 10 minutes, about 8 to 10 minutes. Miss R. Yeah, hi. Yes, thank you. I called in like two weeks ago that I'm having a hard time telling my therapist something. Yes, I remember that, and we went through the discussion seeing if there's a way for you to maybe write it down because you said you can write, correct? Right, so I just wanted to let you know that I wrote it. And go ahead. So, so it seemed easier than I thought. So, so that night I just wrote it down, like in I was like three pages. Yes. And, and the next day I wasn't able to give it to her, and I do in a full hour session, and I I was like always I was just quiet and I wanted to give it to her but I couldn't. Okay. So, good. And then I, afterwards I wanted to beat myself up, but the next time, the next time I went, that's when I gave it to her, but it was like the last, it was like the last five minutes of the session. Yep, that makes sense. But, well, she texted me that night. She was very excited. And yes, fantastic. But we haven't had a chance yet to discuss it. Great. And now I'd like you to realize to continue doing this with your therapist means you've just opened up a major secret, and I would like you to know that it makes sense for you to be afraid. It makes sense for you to have doubt. I want you to know it makes a lot of sense. I'm a therapist, and that you said, like, you wrote it down, you said you're going to give it to her, and it was hard. I know it's hard, and this makes a lot of sense. Don't think as if you're – don't knock yourself down for not giving it the first week. Like, why couldn't I? It's hard to share a secret, and it's a major step to do the first step to give it over. And it makes sense to give it the last couple of minutes where you can't discuss it because it's embarrassing or you're afraid. And that makes a lot of sense. I want to validate that. And I, even during after a session or two, you might even regret, why did I do that? That also makes I sense. It's That's right. I'm telling you, this is all part of the growth. And I would even write to your therapist and even share that you called up and we discussed it. They're not afraid if you share different information. Go ahead and share it because it might be able to help them if you share with them that you called up and it, we realize that you do great by writing. So your therapist might actually start off almost every session or at least 10 minutes into the session. Okay, tell me a secret that you haven't told me yet or something that bothered you about your secret throughout the week. So can you congratulate yourself? I am right now standing up out of my seat, and I am clapping, telling you, great work. I know it was hard. Don't minimize it. It was amazing work, especially when you shared that. It was about six months that you're in therapy, right, and you haven't shared that, and you haven't gone, you haven't gone to that area. That's very, very, very brave of you. Thank you. Great. What are you hearing from my, from my saying, from my message? I feel like it was a turning point. It was very hard. Yes, it is a turning point, and it is very, very hard. I'm just going to laugh and tell you when my little three-year-old with this big, huge smile walks into the room over here, into the studio room, and she is cute. Sorry, I love you, but it's bedtime, and I'm on the radio. So as I understand other kids, other parents, when they call up that kids are in the background, (laughs) That just happened right here, and the screeches that are going on on the other side right now is exciting. (laughs) Okay. Good. So, yes, it's a turning point. 
It really is, Baruch Hashem. And be so proud of yourself. Okay, thank you. You're very, very, very welcome. Thanks a lot for your question. Really, really appreciate it. I mean, I say for your follow-up message, I'm so proud of that. Okay, let us go to Mrs. Y. Hi, you're on with Mordechai. Yes, hi, hello, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yes, hi. First, I want to thank you for the book. That, that I read the entire book, and it's wow, amazing, 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 amazing. Yes. Um, I learned so, so much. Uh, I put on different glasses um, to uh, understand other people. Um, yes. Uh, it helped me. Under, it, it just helps me to be down the of his other people. Uh, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't understand why people think differently and do differently, and why I totally understand it. So it's really You're amazing. You're welcome. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, and then I, I, I. It's interesting. It's an uh, interesting question. I mean, it's just an uh, information-based question. Um, yeah. I, I always wonder uh, when children play. They play. Um, you call it pretend play, imaginative play. Sure. I, I always wonder what that is. Like, what that helps for a child. Um, to uh, you know, to develop, what what develops in a child when they play um, pretend play and so so far so far. Um, first, of all, let's let's look at it the other way around. Kids, when they play pretend play, that is their whole brain. They're not in reality. So when right. us adults, we need books. They're right there. Uh, so so right. So what actually happens? Also, you know, in, in all areas, like when you read, or you know, when you use your imagination, what? what it's it's just interesting for me to understand what happens in the brain. What help? What does it help for a person? Why do we say? Um, let, let's try our concept instead of what does it help? That's how Hashem created their brain. They're creative. Do you see how they smile? Do you see how their yeah. face lights up? You just give them a lolly. They see you coming. You see that two-year-old, that three-year-old, and they come running, Tati, Mommy, why? Because they're in the creative part of the brain. They don't have the heaviness of the, of the reality that's always weighing them down. The minute they're upset, they can cry. They can release their emotions. They release it, and then they're calm. They can be real. That's the benefit. The downside is that they don't have they don't have the awareness of the logic of how to be safe. They'll stay up too late at night, they'll walk in the streets. And the goal uh-huh. is that Hashem wants of us is how to balance being adult logical with the emotions of the freedom. The balance uh-huh. is what we're supposed to get to and that's where we have tzaddikim, that's where we have people that work on their midos where they can find the balance, where they can be logically an adult and emotionally a child, that healthy balance. Uh, so that so that's actually the emotional part of the brain. The imaginative part of the brain is more the emotional part. Is that- that's right. The imaginative part is the emotional part, is the exciting part, is the happy part, is the part that feels ups and downs. Uh-huh. Okay, it's just something I, 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 I was, I wondered. I was always wondering, like, I know it's enjoyable, I know, I, it was just interesting for me to know this information. You know, Certainly, so understand happiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it, it creates more happiness. The more they imagine, the more happiness it creates. That's right. They don't have to actually have something to laugh. They can talk, we're going to go here and there, and they're thrilled just in their mind. How many of our adults do we work 20 years for something, then we get them and go, oh, I don't want this. Kids don't even need it, and they can feel happy. That's the benefit of the mind. That's the goal. Start using that creative part of the mind. It's balanced, the creative imagination. That's brilliant. That's the happiness, the excitement. It's the, it's the amygdala part of our brain. And the logic part is the frontal cortex, which is very important. And we need to develop the balance. Those that are always so serious are stuck. Those that are stuck in their creativity, they're not grounded. And then they get pain because this world is a grounded world. It's to get to the balance. Kids are born with the creativity without logic. As we get older, logic kicks in. For some of us, unfortunately, the logic becomes completely logical, and we shut down the emotions like we don't learn the balance. And the goal is to find the balance. Yes. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And we are going to go to our last caller. We are going to Mrs. S. Hi. Thank you. Um, You're very welcome, certainly. I spoke to you before, and I got kicked off. I was talking about the kids that are at home with the personality Good. disorder. Good, so parents. let's try not using the word kicked off. Kicked off is when we purposely bounce you off, and it was um, <laughs> we lost it's you. It's fine, it's fine, it's okay. Yes, no, I could tell you you were not kicked off. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to mention that it's amazing to me to hear the mind behind it because um, I agree very much with uh, the fact that children at home living with a personality disorder parent don't belong um, listening, th- listening to things that are um, will awaken all those negative emotions. Just because when I, when I, I Hashem, I'm going to therapy. So when I go to therapy and I, my emotions awaken, I just know I'm not going to call my parent. I'm just going right. to avoid it. And if I live That's in their right. house, it's very painful for me to listen to my That's siblings. That's exactly but it. it has exactly it. That's right. So I want you to know one of the main rules in the medical system, the first rule they have, this is like almost a thousand years old when the medical system started, was do no harm. I forgot the exact Latin words. And my goal in this workshop, that's why I'm specifically calling it for children of personality disorders and family members of personality disorders. And I'm saying if a spouse of a personality Even disorder spouse, wants to right, take right. it, so they can take mind. it to understand what's happening and why they need to be in therapy. But it's not if you're currently actively living in a house, then you've got to be in therapy. You could take it if you're also in therapy, but if you're not in therapy, Again, they could take it and they can just choose to do it anyhow, but they're aware that it can make their situation worse or make their emotional health worse. Our goal is to create healing. Our goal is for all the family members to realize they can heal, and the goal is for them to be able to interact with a personality disorder from a position of love, from a position of safety, that they could interact with them once they get the tools, the knowledge, and they might choose to go to therapy themselves. They will get to that balance, but right now, and we got to start somewhere. So a workshop is an awareness-based. It's a very detailed awareness-based, but still not in the yeah, place of therapy. Yeah, I was therapy. just going to say the very topics. Clear. I was yeah. just going to say the topics that you mentioned. It's just like as if you live in my house and you know take out what goes on on a daily basis. Yes, yes, I can tell you that I know we've worked. I've worked personally on probably over 200 person at least I can say more than that probably two let's just assume the small number of 200 children or family members of personality disorders probably even more that's really an understatement let's let's assume maybe 300 it's a huge number and let's assume that each of those were at least 30 sessions 
So we're talking about 900 sessions. And if you think about it, there are 50 sessions, let's say one session a week for a year. Think about it. Going with children and family members of personality disorders just for three years, if you've done that 300 times, just the knowledge base that's there. In fact, I even had to cut it short at nine. It was only supposed to be six evenings. I was going to start with four. Then I figured five, then six. I stopped at nine, and I stopped giving more information. I feel it can almost be like a 10-month course, literally, but I don't want to do that. We just want the basics, and then if you need more, go for help for more. Yeah, it's amazing. I appreciate okay, it. Okay, thank is you. Where, this is where we got the awareness the first time. Thank you, thank you so much. I really Excellent, excellent, great. You got it, sure. And I want to thank everyone for calling in. I'd like to thank jarrettradio.com. I'd like to thank David for stepping in and taking care of answering the phones, taking care of everything. Really greatly appreciated, David. You're the main man, and Merit Hashem, looking forward to having it next week with Reb Nissen. Hatzlacha and have a wonderful evening. You're very welcome. Thank you so much.